How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject. I literally just got done recording this podcast and I pressed the wrong button on my Roadcaster Pro and I lost everything I just said. But I, I, I learned from that. And so I'm going to summarize essentially what that podcast was about. In recent times, I've had uh, a lot of close friends of mine reach out about how much they they miss me and how much I miss them. And uh, over the course of my life, I've gone from being a, a like an introverted individual in my early 20s because I was just a huge nerd um, and like, you're like the worst kind of introvert ever. Like I was unhealthy. Uh, I never had a, like a, a relationship ever in my life until I was 18 years old. Uh, I I went through a lot. Like uh, this was also during the financial crisis of 2008. Lost my job. Credit went to, to pretty much down the drain. Um, and I had nothing in my name. Essentially, all I had was a car. And that was it. And so... That was a difficult time for me, and and going through that, I went soul searching, finding a way to create meaning in my life. Because at that point in my life, and even prior to that, I felt like there was I had nothing to contribute to society. I was really depressed. I was a really depressed individual, like really, really depressed. And I can empathize with people that go through that on a daily basis. Uh, for me, though, I my calling came from a friend that I had met when I was 20 years old. I had just got a, a job at AT&T, and working at AT&T, um, I had an awesome, like, awesome coworkers. But there was one that I developed a strong relationship with because we were both kind of going through the same struggles and trying to figure out ourselves. And he introduced me to a book that was introduced to him. And that book essentially um, changed my perspective on myself over the like over the course of a couple years. And that book was a, a book called The Game, which is written by Neil Strauss. And essentially, it's, it talks about a writer for the New York Times who's a huge introvert, and he's tasked with writing a story on an underground community of people called the Pickup Artists. Um. And essentially, he kind of gets involved, infiltrates the the community, gets an understanding of what they do. But in, in doing so, he finds that he is, it's almost like a second calling for him. Like his first one was going through his youth and, and trying to make something of himself when he was a kid, but he couldn't figure that out. And so this time around, he's in his, like, I think late 20s, early 30s, and He's like, this is it. If I don't get it here, then I'm never, I'm never going to change my lifestyle. Like I'm still going to have like, uh, I'm going to be an introvert. I'm going to look bad. I'm not going to, you know, I don't dress really well. I don't feel comfortable talking to people. I don't feel like I'm healthy. Just essentially what I went through and I'm reading this guy's story and how he transformed that forever. And it's more of a of an autobiography of what this guy went through in the two years that he infiltrated this community of, of individuals, pickup artists. 
And after reading it, I was like, well, if this person could do it, and especially after Googling who he was, I was like, oh my God, if this guy could do it, I could do it too. And in doing so, it revealed to me what truly was um, what was more important to me than than women or anything of that nature. It was more a sense of purpose. Like I felt like in in the pursuit of becoming a healthier, more fiscally responsible, better credit, um, do, doing more activities, becoming an extrovert, becoming better at expressing myself and, and my thoughts and doing all of this, I started to realize that women wasn't the answer. They just kind of gravitated towards individuals that found uh, that were comfortable with themselves and uh, were just successful in whatever it was that they wanted to do. If it was money, health, humor, whatever it was, like if you were successful at something that you wanted to be successful at and you were just super comfortable with who you were, everything else was just going to fall in line. And so... Uh, I ended up finding this out over the course of time and I was like, well, actually uh, there's a lot of myself that people find of interest. And that's my, like uh, my outgoing nature that I self-taught myself, uh, you know, being a nice person, being nice to people, being uh, well-versed in knowledge and things of that nature, because that stuff was always important to me, even when I was an introvert. Uh, being fascinated by things that didn't make sense to me or I didn't know anything about. And so I transitioned from being an introvert to the opposite, like an extreme introvert to the opposite side, like an extreme extrovert. And over the course of the like 10 years after like my late twenties going into um, right before I had my daughter, I was like an, a super big extrovert. And I was, I met so many people in my life, like, and my phone alone, I have like at least a well over 5,000 contacts on my phone. And so, uh, I've met quite a lot of people and that's not even including like social media contacts and things of that nature. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because like in the course of like going from an introvert to an extrovert and being comfortable with myself and, and learning, about what makes me happy at the end of the day and how I can contribute to society. And doing all this, I realized one thing, that um, being able to communicate with strangers and and having a a great relationship with them, however short of a relationship it is, is a great skill set to have, but it's not what I wanted. I actually wanted like to have good friends, like good relationships with people. And so I started to work more towards that in my late 20s. And I did really well with that. Like I have a lot of close friends now, which is pretty awesome. And like really, really close friends here in Las Vegas. And um, the reason why I'm bringing, or like why I brought up all that stuff in the, uh, just a second ago is that that's what ended up becoming more important to me ultimately. And right before having my daughter was that, but then also knowing that when I had my daughter, that my life was going to change forever. And that a lot of my friends that I was close with, weren't parents. Some of them were, but they didn't have kids that were going to be my daughter's age. And so I knew the challenges that that would normally arise with that, but then you throw in the pandemic and it really has created this, um, 
this difficulty and, and sharing time with these people. And I, I feel bad that I, I don't have the ability to spend time with my good friends. And that's really the one thing that really impacts this whole, like that really impacts me because of this pandemic, because I don't, I was mentally prepared to be locked up in a house for three years. Like I don't, it doesn't bother me to be locked up in this house. Like I only leave it to take my daughter to doctor's appointments or take myself or my wife to doctor's appointments. Outside of that, I'm completely cool. I live in an area where I, everything could be delivered to me and it's super fortunate to, to have that capacity. But you know, I miss the fact that if this pandemic wasn't going on, I would be able to invite my friends. Like I told them like, you guys, I can't have you around while my daughter is like three, four, five months old. Cause you know, I don't want her to get sick or anything of that nature. But as she got older, I felt like it, it would be all right. But then that time period kicked in and that's when the pandemic also kicked in as well in the States. And none of my close friends have been able to meet my daughter yet. Like none of them. The only the only external person that I know personally that wasn't like a doctor is my mom, my stepdad, and my wife's family. That's it. And my, my stepbrother. Not even my brother's met my daughter yet, but he's been living in New Zealand. So he's actually coming in... in three days, which is crazy to think about, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, this, this is the only thing about the pandemic that makes these things difficult because like, I want this like is, is important to me, like to have those relationships with these people. And and I know that they're going through their own struggles. We all are, this is a very difficult time for everyone. But at the same time, I always remind myself that, there are individuals out there that are in worse capacities than me or my close friends are 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 in. Because the only thing really that's that's affecting us is just the social aspect of things. Like almost all of my friends are are have learned around this pandemic and are making a means outside of it and figured out new creative ways to do that. It's uprooted what they were doing before in their life, but now they found a new area to be successful in. And I'm super appreciative of that and that they found that in their lives, which is, I think it's just awesome news. So I just want my friends to know, like to all of you, like, you know, I miss you guys. Like I love you guys. And, uh, I, I can't wait for this pandemic to be completely over. So, you know, we can, I can have you guys around to be a part of Luna's life. Cause I know you guys want to be a part of her life and I know you guys just want to hang out I want to hang out with you guys as well, but you know, this, I take this pandemic super serious and and they know that as well. And it just sucks. That's the only part of it. And I don't think about it every single day. I don't sit here thinking about like, Oh, I wish I was hanging out with my friends. I really truly don't like the only time I think about it. It's like when I have a friend that reached out to me and says like, they miss me. And I'm really bad about that. Too. I've always been bad about reaching out to friends and I've been slowly getting better but they normally are the ones that reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I just thought of you. Like, you know, I watched something or whatever. You know, I really miss you, man. You know, how's, how's life. And you know, when I see that it hurts and, but then like at the same time, I'm just so focused on, on like my daughter and just everything of that nature that I just don't really allow that stuff to bother me for too long because I just can't, like, I don't want my daughter to see that or, or sense that from me as well. Cause kids are really smart. But it it does exist, and you know, at the end of the day, we're halfway through this. Like, I really do think that we're in the eye of the storm. 
We have another difficult part ahead of us. But if we went through 2020 and we survived it, we'll be able to survive this for sure. Um, it's just there's a lot of other people out there that are suffering way worse than, than any of us could ever be. So uh, just use that as an opportunity to kind of remind yourself of just, yeah, life's difficult at the moment, but it could be a lot worse uh, like it is for a lot of people. But I do miss you guys. You guys know who you are. Um, and I can't wait to hang out with you guys when, when all of this is over for everyone else. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. I swear this was actually, I had it like at 20 minutes before, like 20, 25 minutes, but I'm glad I did this time around because I was able to kind of condense it and it probably didn't turn out as good as the first one. I feel like the first one I I put probably more emphasis into, but the whole point of this was just like to say, I, you know, I miss my friends. Yeah, and I think we all do as well. The ones that are kind of taking this pandemic seriously and and keeping themselves locked up. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.